the companies that are closing, who are keeping their employees on payroll, who are doing the right thing, those are the people who everyone will remember right now. And I think that is the most important thing to focus on is that this crisis shows us who we are and shows us who we're working with and who we're surrounding ourselves with. And I really appreciate those companies and I, and I send them a toast. You guys are doing the right thing. This is Hospitality One-to-One, conversations on the industry. Here's your host, Chris Bettis. Welcome to another episode of the Hospitality One-to-One podcast, conversations on the industry. Today, we'll be speaking with Patrick Wachter, who launched a widely read travel industry media company. He offers some fresh takes on the industry. But first, I'm excited to announce the creation of a new networking platform for hospitality professionals. Whether you are in hotels, restaurants, country clubs, or casinos, this platform will offer something for everyone. With the ability to connect with colleagues and share tips, tricks, or industry insights and tools to help you grow in your field. This groundbreaking platform will be launching very soon. We're looking for hospitality professionals to test the site out and for moderators to join us. For more information, email John Carpenter at Snelling Hospitality. His email is john at snellinghospitality.com. Now on to today's guest. Patrick Wachter's media and marketing credentials are impeccable. From working as Vice President of Marketing for Mint Lifestyle, where he curated content from more than 20 contributors across various lifestyle categories, including travel, real estate, auto, retail, among others, to helping launch and work as managing editor for A Rare World, which is a game-changing travel media company. Patrick produced 100 printed issues, where they wrote critical reviews of over 700 hotels in 77 countries. Patrick is currently working as a freelance writer, editor, and multimedia content creator. Patrick speaks about his background and has great insights on his perspective of the industry. Here now is Patrick Wachter. Joining us today is Patrick Wachter. Uh, Again, Patrick has a distinguished background, 25 years of creating written and multimedia content for newspapers, magazines, companies, digital media. Patrick, great to have you on the podcast. Pleasure to be here. Now, kind of tell me what you're up to now. You've um, worked with, the, you had most recently was A Rare World, correct? Kind of talk about that. That's correct. Uh, we founded A Rare World in 2009 as a publication delivering unfiltered reviews of the world's top hotels and resorts to an invited audience of ultra high net worth travelers. And since 2009, we have published over 800 reviews, over 100 issues. And as of this month, we're actually publishing our final issue. Um, It's a little bit bittersweet, but I'm really proud of what we've done. So what makes the hotel, I guess, if you will, and we kind of talked offline a little bit about you know, you're not looking at a extended stay or budget brand property here. You're you're focused on the ultra uh, luxury. What defines for you that type of hotel? Well, at the core, hotels are beds, buildings, and people. So at the core, every hotel is really the same when you break it down to that element. 
Um, luxury hotels, of course, have a lot of uh, adornments and extra pieces that maybe your budget hotels wouldn't have. What it really comes down to is what makes the difference is those humans and the people, um, the service that they offer and the humanity they offer, the what what makes those experiences more personable and more humane. That's really what differentiates maybe a super luxury property from another. And then, of course, you know, there comes the the basic hard product elements like thread count and, you know, what type of furnishings and what type of design and all stuff. But really, it's the intangibles that make up the the difference between good and great, I guess is what I like to say. And that's a great point. I mean, now you had talked in your initial, I guess, opening here about how you had unvarnished or unfiltered reviews. So do you feel as though uh, looking at other websites, the reviews are, are somewhat, uh, if you will, scarred or, or tainted at all? Oh, 100%. I Actually, it's not even really a personal feeling. It's, a, it's something I know at my heart and my core. And it's really why we started A Rare World. It's because there's so much noise out there in the travel media space in two different respects. Um, in one respect, you'll have mainstream uh, magazines that we all know that, you know, you see at the supermarket or even just mainstream blogs and digital media outlets. Um, these people accept advertising from hospitality companies, but then in the same issue or the same release, they will have a top list of their favorite hotels in a certain category or their favorite hotels for the year. And you'll notice that there is a strong correlation between their most loyal advertisers and the people at the top of the list. It's, it's no secret, but that's, that's just from an outsider perspective. From an insider perspective and someone who's existed in publishing for 25 years, I'll tell you right now, it's a constant battle between the publisher and the advertising department and the editorial department. And they always want to give more editorial to their advertisers. So when I set up um, to create a rare world in 2009, we really wanted to create a firewall between the content and the advertising department. And in order to do that, we established a policy that we didn't accept advertising from hospitality companies um, because that's the only way that you can remain unconflicted. Even if you have in your mind as an editor, okay, I'm going to remain completely faithful to the word. I'm only gonna publish the truth. If the fact is money makes things different and once once there's a financial interest and once the publication, you know, um, hedges its bet on hospitality ads, then all of a sudden you're going to think twice before you say something negative about the company that bought an ad against you. So we or bought an ad in your publication. So we never had that conflict and we always said exactly what happened when we visited a property, we visited, we document the experience from check-in to check-out, and our readers really appreciate that because it doesn't really exist in the publishing space. And it's just, I'm sorry to speak, on too, speak too long about this topic, but it, there's another aspect to it, which is the fact that these days, you could say everyone is a critic and everyone's a reviewer, everyone exists in the media space because of online systems like, for instance, TripAdvisor. So one of the main questions I've been asked in 11 years of running a rare world is, how can you run a magazine reviewing hotels when TripAdvisor exists? And the answer that I would always give is, because TripAdvisor exists is actually a big part of the reason that we exist. 
And that is because TripAdvisor creates a lot of noise where unqualified individuals who may or may not have ever actually even set foot inside of that hotel are able to write a review that then directly qualifies that property's standing on some list. So a property may be the number one property in whatever city, but maybe it's that way because of some people who wrote positive reviews who only had a T in the lobby or maybe just saw an article in Condé Nast Traveler. Um, there's yet another case that exists where a guy in the UK was able to get a restaurant in London to become the number one restaurant in the city, but it didn't actually exist. He made it up. So that just shows you that these systems are flawed and there's an even, even greater need for uh, people to provide critical advice that is actually useful. Great, great point here. I mean, so, you know, touching upon your experience, having done this for 11 years, obviously you've dealt with uh, more than 750 five-star hotels in over 75 countries. And obviously you're going to have a variety of different styles and types and, you know, features for each. But is there a common thread that ties if you had to think back to say your top five or top 10 properties that you reviewed, is there a common theme that all of them had? Hmm. Well, I think that probably goes back to what I said earlier, which is humanity. Um, a lot of these places will really surprise you by showing you how much they care about you as a person. Um, I personally come from a service background in my early career which isn't talked about that much because it's not so much related to publishing. But there was a time when I was working as a freelance writer and needed to bolster my income by working various front of house offices, I mean, front of house roles in different hotels. And I, you know, the, the, the biggest moment where you can make somebody stay is where you notice one little thing about them that maybe they don't necessarily communicate to you outright and you use that piece of information to surprise them because it shows that you're listening, it shows that you're human, it shows that you care. And that's really what makes the difference between maybe a top 10 property and a top 1000 property. It's empowering your employees to actually show that they care. So, you know, you kind of teed me up well here because you were just talking about your your service life experience while you're working as a, as a freelance writer. Uh, but, you know, that kind of brings me to you a little bit. So uh, obviously a little bit about your background. I know you graduated Bachelor of Science University of Southern California, Marshall School of Business you know, with a business degree, of course. Did freelance writing, uh, VP of Marketing for Mint Lifestyle for several years before starting up A Rare World. What You could have had publication about almost anything, if you will, what made you decide to delve into this very uh, unique subset of a, a hospitality industry, if you will? Sure. Um, I've been obsessed with hotels since I was a, a little kid. Um, I used to have a fake travel agency that I would run when I was like 10 years old. And I actually, when I was 11 or 12, I started an online magazine that was sort of about travel. It was actually specifically about tips and tricks of how to save on your Walt Disney World vacation. It was an interest of mine at the time when I was a kid, but I actually then developed a small business where I would help people plan their trips, not as an official travel agent, but I was not even a teenager yet. And I was helping people to plan their Disney trips. I was obsessed with travel from a very young age. 
to the point that when I was old enough to be able to take a job, um, I was just barely 16 years old and I was driving a airport shuttle for the Holiday Inn Asheville Airport. And I learned even at that small basic, uh, basic exchange in an economy hotel, I learned how to create little magical moments for people who were, you know, in an unfamiliar space. And I gained a hunger for that. So that became my part-time job as well as I was finishing up with college at USD. Um, I was working at hotels in LA. Um, the most famous one, I guess, is the Standard in downtown LA. I worked there for a couple of years and front office, mm -hmm. PBX, and a few other different roles. And, um, you know, it, I, there I learned even more about making magic happen for people when they're in a space where they can't control their own experience and gained a hunger for that. Um, further, as my career went on, I, I gained more and more of a footing in publishing and then started working in spaces where I was coordinating and developing things for ultra high net worth travelers when I was at Mint Lifestyle and gained this knowledge and understanding of how ultra high net worth travelers are moving around and what their needs are and what their unique pain points are. Drawing back from my previous history, making magical moments happen even in a maybe more humble hotel environment. And that's where we got the idea. We said, you know, we should really create a publication. There are these other publications that exist, but they have an older sensibility that I feel like has a shelf life that's nearly over. We should create something younger and fresher to provide people honest advice about where to go and have the best experience. And we felt like we knew what that was at the time when we created it. And for the last 11 years, we've been doing it and we've had a lot of really terrific success. Unfortunately, now it's time to close. And, and you know, I, I guess, you know, we, you talk about the, the wonderful experience you've had and the unique properties you've been at. And I guess there's, you have to think about, uh, you know, there's been a time for luxury, a time for elegance, a time for all of that. And um, then, of course, it takes us to today. And, you know, obviously, as we are recording this, we're in the middle of uh, unprecedented times right now, mm -hmm. um, both globally, uh, you know, nationally when it comes to most markets, but in particular, the, the hospitality industry is just taking a, a huge hit. Not asking you, obviously, uh, no one has the crystal ball. And if you knew the answers, you would definitely be on podcasts and shows much larger than mine. Um, but given your experience, having you know, done this for 11 years, um, where do you see things going in the next three, six, 12 months, um, from your seat, knowing full well that you're not an expert, but just from your own experience? Okay. Um, well, yes, I appreciate you adding the disclaimer that I'm not an expert and I can't, and I have no crystal ball because that's all true. Um, I can't really provide you an exact timeline of three, six, nine, twelve months, of course, because we're dealing with such an unsure, unsure situation. Here in Los Angeles, where I currently live, we don't really even know how long this uh, social distancing policy is going to be held up. So we don't know how long we will be expected to maintain our distance. Um, it'll it'll take some time before that were to wrap up. But I will tell you this, people have a desire to travel. 
at all levels. People of a certain level and a certain wealth certainly take their actions with greater caution and greater regard probably for this situation. So it may take some time, but people will travel again. They will. Um, it might take months. It might even take a year, but we'll prevail. What I will say is that the companies that are closing, who are keeping their employees on payroll, who are doing the right thing, those are the people who everyone will remember right now. And I think that is the most important thing to focus on is that this crisis shows us who we are and shows us who we're working with and who we're surrounding ourselves with. And I really appreciate those companies and I, and I send them a toast. You guys are doing the right thing. So that was a great answer, Patrick. I mean, obviously, you know, as you talk about it, it's, it's really about the people um, is what makes it important as we kind of get through this, this uncertain time. I, I guess I want to wrap up our conversation. You, you talked earlier about how, uh, you know, you're releasing your last issue of A Rare World. So, you know, I, I'll put it this way to you. What's next for Patrick? Well, good question. I am seeking the next great opportunity. Ideally, I want to move out of publishing and actually take the expertise and information and experience that I've gained from visiting so many properties, over 750 around the world, and writing critical reviews of them and applying that to working for an innovative and future-minded hospitality company. Specifically, I would really like to work in the learning and development department of a hospitality company, helping them to shape service practices and develop talent who are making these magical service moments happen. That's really what I want to do. That is great. And if people want to get a hold of you, how can they reach you? What's the best way? Uh, the best way is probably check out my website um, where my information uh, per professional information is. So it's patrickwachter.com, patrickwachter, W-A-E-C-H-T-E-R.com. Or you can send me an email, patricksw at gmail.com. Wonderful. Patrick, again, fantastic conversation, enlightening, learning about your experience with hotels as well as your thoughts on the current state of affairs. Again, wonderful talking to you. <laughs> Sorry you, about that. My dog that's is okay. here. You and the She's... dog both... She wants me to finish. Hey, don't, you know what? I'm about to oblige her. Again, thank you very much for your time today. Have a great rest of your day, okay? All right, great. All the best to you. Thanks for listening to the Hospitality One-to-One -one podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for more stories and conversations with the best in the hospitality industry.